Mm. Well, look, good morning, everybody, as it's morning here when we're doing this. Um, this is the Social World Podcast. Welcome back to you all. I'm Dave Niven. As always, it's a pleasure to have your company. Now, today we're taking a little bit of a break from some of the more international problems that are consuming us at the moment and consuming millions of people to look a little bit more at some of the core challenges within our communities. And so I thought I'd invite back George Livingston, who we've talked to a couple of times before, not too, not too long ago, but a year ago, but before that, seven years ago, who's been sort of struggling with the same sort of issues, but being successful as well. And at the moment, he's still the development manager um, for Grand Town Remakery, which is um, a, a small charity in the Highlands of Scotland that provides employment skills, volunteering opportunities and support for young people that might be having trouble transitioning from school to further education. And we all know that there's plenty, unfortunately, of young people who are in that position. And it's a huge drain on them individually, personally, and in the community. So I thought we'd deconstruct it a bit and have a look further. So George, you're very welcome. Welcome to the programme. Good morning, David. It's nice to speak to you again. Good. Well, thanks. Um, now look, the pandemic threw everything sideways. We understand that in terms of ability to actually carry on the work. But just just say in general, would you, a little bit about the work that Grand Town is doing for those that didn't manage to catch us before, and then we'll get into some of the deeper things. Okay. I mean, I, th I think what I need to do is add to a, li a little bit to your introduction, because we now run something that's much broader than just young people who are struggling with transition from school. Um, I think the pandemic has had a significant change on a very wide range of people within communities. And I suppose essentially we're running three projects within one because each day that we're open during the week and we're only open three days is a different project with a different focus. Mm. Um, well, what, what on, are the three then? On, on a Tuesday, we're working with young learning disabled adults who have left school some time ago, mm -hmm. but are struggling within the community in developing towards living as independently as they can. Um, so we're working with them in developing confidence, developing skills, for some moving them on to formal work placements, uh, and hopefully looking at some moving on to part-time jobs and perhaps to independent living. So that's that's been a growth area for us as many of these young adults have suffered greatly over the period of the pandemic, um, mainly from isolation. Uh, so there's a, there's a huge feeling of loneliness mm. uh, and the effects on their well-being. Um, so if we do nothing else, we are working on that and making people feel better about themselves and where they are in life. Um, so that's one day. Mm -hmm. Next day is the day for children, and I'd like to come back to it because it has changed. Okay. And the third day, we're currently working in developing, we're, we're at the final stages of developing a partnership with Job Centre Plus. All right. To 
look at working again with young adults. So we're looking at 16 to 25 year olds. Um, either for, either gender. Either gender, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, for all that Grand Town is a small rural area and, and under any of the definitions uh, suffers from rural poverty. Uh, and I'll not go into all of those because most people know about them and can find out about them if they don't. Um, they have counted at least 55 people within that category who are not work ready to use job centre plus terms. Uh, but when you dig under that, what we find again are people who are suffering from very poor well-being, from a lack of skills, from a lack of motivation, and again feeling that they've been dumped for the last two years, that nothing has happened to help them. So, so there we have three bit strands of a project now that are that are quite. Quickly though, that the fifty five number. Yeah. What what kind of demographic would that be extracted from? I mean, that we could extrapolate it to to the country. Right. Um, a rough well, estimate. I'm sure you don't. Grant and its surrounding area. We're talking about two and a half thousand population, roughly. Okay. 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 Um, so 55 in that age group not working for those reasons is, is quite a significant number. Sure. All right. Uh, right. And and you spoke earlier about community. Well, that has a major effect on, on the community. Mm. Well, um, because these, so, these people who aren't perhaps being allowed to realise their full potential um, for all sorts of reasons are essentially having to be cared for and supported uh, more perhaps than they need to be if they were properly resourced um, by family, friends, extended family, networks, community, etc. Is that a fair assessment? I think that's a fair assessment. And to bring it down to its absolute bluntest point, actually, those are people who are not economically active in their community. If they were working and earning, they would be more economically active and support local businesses, support the local high street. So there's a huge community knock-on effect at that level, apart from the bit about relationships and all the other things yeah. that go on within communities. So a significant effect. We're we're just at the beginning. That that phase will begin probably the beginning of October. We're just finalising the details as to how we provide that support. And you say that's in, in partnership with Job Centre Plus? Yes. I, what, uh, just a little bit about that. I mean, what does that actually mean? Are they going to help fund you? They, well, they will be the referral agent in the first instance. Okay. And okay. we'll work along with the job coaches for those individuals. Mm -hmm. um, and and what, what I'm seeing is something that's different from the, the public image of you've got to do a job search or you get sanctioned. I'm seeing people who are very positive in terms of acknowledging that some people are not ready for work and looking for methods to support them. Um, in terms of funding, there is funding around in the area in terms of employability. Uh, most of it's administered by local authorities rather than the job centre. But we can also uh, apply to become part of the job centre's dynamic purchasing scheme to support this project. Okay. So we're just exploring those those issues just now. 
So it's, um, it's opening doors as much as anything for you as it's well. It's opening doors, but but the one thing I have to say is is that the Job Centre Plus are incredibly positive about supporting these people into work, not forcing them into work. And I think that's a significant that's difference a very, from the public image. That's a very good, um, if you like, underlying thing to remember in yes. terms of this, this is not some kind of um, squeeze you into a compartment sort of uh, project. That, that essentially, yep. you're actually looking to really genuinely improve the quality of people's lives. Yes, that's that's my experience of working with them over the past while to set this up. And I think that's very positive. Okay, now leave them aside for just a second, because yes. I, 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 want, I, I want you to go back to the thing you talked about, children, for a children. second. Because you yeah. said you wanted to leave that aside for the moment. Do you want to just give us a few headlines on that, and then we'll explore everything? Well, I, th I, think, I think the headlines for me are, first of all, we've been very successful with those who are coming up to school leaving age, even throughout the pandemic period. Mm -hmm. um, of we had great difficulty continuing work with them, uh, and there's a lot of, of reasons course, for that. Of course, yeah. even even online work was very difficult because m many of these young people live in areas with little or no broadband. Yeah, yeah. So, providing services has been really quite difficult. But five out of our group last group of seven are now in full time work. Oh, and one is yeah. full time in college. Okay, sounds, now, sounds sounds like there's been reasonable success. Yes, I'm, I mean I'm I'm delighted with with those figures, particularly given the last two years, um, and and some of the young people keep in touch. They drop in on a day off if 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 we're open and say hi, and and they're getting on and demonstrating confidence and openness, uh, which is all I can judge. Right. So, so I mean, essentially, you know. Um, um, Grantown Remakery has got, at the moment, three distinct strands in terms of yes. working in the community, right? Where, I mean, where do you get your resources from? Um, and I'm, I'm guessing that you're not exactly kind of totally got so much money you don't know what to do with it. Before we go to that, can I finish the bit about the young people? Because I think oh, there's... Oh, right. sorry, I thought you had. Sorry, George. No, no, no. I, I, I was just highlighting in the first instance the, the successes we've had, because I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. But the changes in coming... These young people come to us from the local grammar school, and the changes that have come are the grammar school are now asking us to work with 12 and 13-year-olds. And, and what... What they're experiencing and what we're experiencing are 12 and 13 year olds who would have been coming up from primary school to secondary school while schools were shut, businesses were shut, there were no services. As I said earlier, where there was very poor broadband. So there has been absolutely no structured learning for some of these mm -hmm. young people. Mm -hmm. And I think the only way to describe some of it is that they're quite chaotic. Mm -hmm. uh, as, a, as an example, we had one young person who has come in to us, uh, working with us. His attention span when he first came in was between one and two minutes. Um, mm -hmm. 
he had to run from the workshop to the shop and back again to tell everybody what task he just completed. Now the task might just have been unscrewing a screw nail. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, but by the time it came around to school holidays, um, he was concentrating on tasks for about an hour. And 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 that's been re really through working with him on all the positive things about that he's doing, but but it indicates the complete lack of structure. And this is not a fault of the families or the parents. There's been no structured learning. We're talking about people um, in the rural economy who are not educators, so it's been difficult for them to teach their own young people. Um, so there's a significant sea change in need to this younger group. And, and this has been echoed by our, our main partner who, who delivered our employability skills training, Bernardo's. They are getting demands for much younger children than they used to work with yeah. uh, in, in, in the employability part of, of Bernardo's that we work with. So it's quite a change. So we have a group of young people yeah. in at the present who are much younger um, but we're is that still. What about... you, is that what you wanted, or that's just the way that things have evolved, or that's the way that you now consider? Hmm, perhaps we should evolve this way to take younger children. Because I remember talking to you before the, the 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 youngsters you were working with were not that young. No, they weren't. Um, I, th I think it's a I think it's a combination of factors. I think the the need has changed. Um, as a community resource, we should be responding to community need. Um, well, I mean, blimey, absolutely. I, I'm just wondering that in your in in Grantown's, um, if you like, quest to help, because you know you are a very successful small charity with a very good um, a policy base, but you know you you, you can't cover the world. And no, I, we can't. We can't. Hmm. And but, I just wondered if that was a problem. That was all. No, I, do, I don't see it as a problem. Um, we're not getting demands from the school for those that are 15 and a half to 16 ready to leave school currently. Oh. That seems to be a fairly settled group at this point. Now, that might change again. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, but I see us having the young people we've got just now on a long-term basis. I don't mm. see this as a short placement. I think the needs are very great. Um, in terms of developing structure, developing learning. But the, the, these were young people who were at risk of being excluded from school. You can imagine a teacher with 30 in a class and one whose attention span is of one to two minutes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not an easy task for anyone. Whereas us working with a group of two or three, then that's much easier for us to manage because there's much more focused work um, and the interesting thing that's coming from the school uh, but before they broke up for the holidays is that there is less disruptive behavior in class from the young people we have that's interesting yes which is very that's interesting a, actually a measurable change yes mm -hmm. it's a many level change now because I'm not in the school, I'm not able to look at that and assess what that might be about. I, I just have to take what the school tell me. Um, but they are saying that these these young people have moved away from the possibility of exclusion. Okay. Now, that has to be a very positive thing for me, because that 
continues a much broader learning than we can provide. Um, and, and some of it is about them establishing that they can learn, that they have skills, they have knowledge, that we grow their confidence in themselves as individuals. Hmm. Okay, so let, me ask, let me ask you this, George, because, I mean, obviously, I want to, in, in, in this kind of short period of time we've got here, I want to be able to make sure we cover everything that you sure. that you're doing. But it's, it's the school holidays at the moment, right? Yes. Um, and you're you're open three days a week. Yes. Now, in an ideal world, here we go again. All right. <laughs> in an ideal <laughs> world, um, let's imagine that um, Grantown's open five days a week at the very least, right? What would it take to do that that you haven't got now? Money. Okay. Okay. No, Straight no, no. Well, I mean, yeah, that's perfect. I, I, I couldn't. I would have been amazed if you hadn't mentioned that. But at it's, the same time, what about bodies on the ground, people? Well, it it would require us to review our staffing structure. Yeah. Um. And 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 how we operate. Um. We have currently a workshop supervisor who works three days a week. Mm. I would love to employ him five, and he would love to work five. Hmm. Um, at this point, I don't have the funding to do that. And he's the person who does most of the direct work with the young people. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, we have a number of volunteers who are very skilled, who also work with young people. And, and if I just run through what some of them do, mm -hmm. we, we have we have one who is a retired teacher, a retired art teacher, and he comes in and does painting and craft things with the young people and they produce paintings some of which they take home and some of which they leave to us to sell in the shop um we have one who comes in and does all sorts of craft work and you know they made christmas cards and that kind mm -hmm. of thing with mm -hmm. one who does upholstery with the young people and we've one who just works generally, but she was a mental health support worker. Mm -hmm. um, and, and for various reasons, illness being one of them, had to give that up. So she mm -hmm. works with us as a volunteer. And I would have to say she is one of the most gifted people I have seen at relating to young people. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, if I was desperately looking to employ a support worker I would be chasing her to offer the, her the job she just has so much natural ability and knowledge that okay. she is superb so we have a range of people that come in different days well let me ask what you this let me ask you this because we've got about 10 minutes left George so I, I want okay. to make sure we get everything in I've known you in the past to be very capable of raising money for whatever it you know, thing you were involved Hello. with, national, local, whatever. And I know you've been quite successful in, in getting funding for Grand Town at a certain level, but it's obvious that you that the, the charity needs more. What message could you give out to actually anybody listening who has either funding or contact for funding? You're actually, you're actually breaking up, David. I'm only getting half of what you're saying. Ah, right. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. All right. Any better? No, you've gone again. 
Okay, George. So thanks. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that you from before always are um, are of a mind that growth has to be managed properly to be responsible and so forth. And I totally understand that. But just for those that might be listening to us now, who either are interested themselves or have some degree of connection to people that might be interested in supporting you, what, what kind of message would you would you want to give out to them? Well, I, th I think the message is, first of all, come and see us if you can. Uh, because we'd love to talk to you. But what I need support with is really funding the workshop supervisor's salary. That that would be the biggest piece of support mm. I could get. Um, okay. we, if we opened more days, if, if we were talking about two, say, when we're open five days, I would need to look at em probably employing a member of shop staff to manage the till and the sales and those kind of things. Um, and that would be somebody to work along with the young people. Hopefully that would increase our sales and move us towards sustainability. But I think there will always be a requirement for some support funding mm. because services require support. And if, if we provide that support for whatever age group, then they put the, that funding back into their own community. Well, that's um, the cost-benefit analysis that we've been talking that, about. That's recently. right. I, I go back like, to that. What can success at Grantown Remakery mean for the community? And you talked earlier on about a very basic thing, is if you could get a lot of people back into work who weren't at the moment able to, they would be providing taxis, they would be providing all the sort of local... That's um, right sort of funding back into the community that everybody does who's in work. That's right. It, it, it's a version of the circular economy, in fact. Mm. What about the um, online presence of the charity? I mean, I, I know, I mean, I, I sales from some of the things that um, young people pro, you know, produce probably don't amount to a huge income. But at the same time, uh, have you an online presence that people can actually look at? We have a website which is currently in the process of being further developed. Um, someone has just, someone offered and built us a new website. We got that from the community. Um, and they made a very good job of it. And it's it's at www.grantonremakery.org.uk. Of, of which I'll put all of it on the front text of, of this podcast. That's okay. Um, and we're currently developing... Um, some photographs of our before and after refurbishments and there are some up on the website now but there will also be a page where we'll be able to smell sell small items because much of the stuff we sell are large items of furniture it doesn't lend itself to online okay uh, no, 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 yeah, okay yeah um but for some of the smaller items, yes, we would do that. We have sold things through using Facebook. Mm -hmm. People, we put things up, and people come back to us and say, "You know, we would like that. How how do we get it?" And we we then make that arrangement in person. But um, a lot of our work is is not suitable for online sales. Okay, I, I would just, uh, just as I said, if you like, a complimentary kind of um, sure. piece of information for people to yes. listen. Yes. One final thing, because we are running a little bit out of time, but all, all the details about Grantown I'll put on the front page of this, and we can use this 
conversation we've just had is sort of, if you like, a sort of an, inf an infomercial, if you like, for people to understand a little bit more what you're doing. But let me ask you this, which we never really got around to. You're very much a rural um, resource by the yes. sound of it. And yes. do you have links, rural and urban, throughout the, 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 the country? That you other people doing similar work for example well we are part of an organization called circular community scotland okay um now the links are all online currently um there will they will be starting some face-to-face -face events again in the near future um we also link to um one in forest it's different from ours in that they don't train people, but they do. Forest is a large town community along the coast from where you are. Yes, they they um they deal with refurbishment, prevention of things going to landfill, which of course is another of our main focuses. Uh, we're stopping things going to landfill, mm -hmm. so we're about reducing the carbon footprint of Grant uh, of Grant Town and Spain. Okay. As well. Okay, oh, that's nice. That's so we do we do have a number of links, yeah. uh, and we, we have links with with school with Bernardo's, and in fact somebody came in to the remakery this week. I didn't meet them. The the project manager met them, who works for uh, a Highland charity that deals with people with a learning disability, uh, and she was making an approach to see how we could partner and work together. So there's a range of different partners. Good. Okay. Okay. Well, let's let's partly leave it there. But I just want you to give one last message to young people who might be listening. But also, I know that you know you've essentially expanded your demographic to include um, young adults, of course, as well. Um, if people are listening to this who are within striking distance of you and wanted to come along, is that possible to come and talk? Anybody can come in and talk to us anytime. Mm. Um, people come to us for the service through a referral route. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it would be school, it would be Bernardo's, it would be other local organisations uh, that, that refer someone to us. Or donate uh, something to you. Or donate something to us. And, and in fact, the one thing I really want to say is that I need to express our thanks to the local community. Right. Because the level of donation of furniture and things for us to refurbish and repair is huge. And the, and the final message from me, I suppose, is that we have begun to develop a repair service for people. Mm -hmm. Most goods these days have been seen as disposable. Uh, in these times, in these difficult financial times, in fact, people are looking to get bits of furniture and things repaired. We will do that. We've even been down to repairing sewing machines and all sorts of things. Um, and, just, and if people want, yeah. it just shows the value of a of, of a vibrant small charity within a, a, a welcoming community. And I think you know it, that's that's the message I I take from listening to you. Um, and essentially, you're part of the mental health of the community from the sound of it. Yes, I think that's right. I think there's two bits. One, you're right, it is a very welcoming community. But as a small charity, 
I think it's our responsibility to go out and network with the community and get known to them. And yeah, and that yeah. that way we begin to identify further needs. Uh, I mean, we, we're providing bits of support to lonely elderly people. When, when we go to deliver a piece of furniture or collect a piece for repair, we find it's not just an uplift, it's a 10 minute talk to somebody who actually hasn't seen anybody that week. Well, do, you're doing your part in an integrated helping environment. I, I really, I really take, think that that is tremendously responsible and laudable. And look, George, we've got to stop it now, but we'll come back, you know, again and again, because I am really a supporter of small charities and knowing you and your background, I know you'll do a good job if you're just given the help to do it. So well, anyway, we'll George, George Livingston, and thank you very much indeed for talking to us today. And yeah, thank you for the opportunity, David. It's really appreciated. Okay.